0: When injury takes you out of the game, it's time for your team to step up. At Alina Health Orthopedics, you'll get expert care backed by a whole health system of providers. With convenient locations, virtual options, and an app that gives you 24-7 access to your records, test results, and care team, you're always close to the care you need. Schedule now at alinahealth.org ortho.
1: I'm Justin McMaster, and you're listening to Sound of the Looms.
0: afternoon or evening depending on when this finds you welcome to the sound of the loons presented by Alina Health Orthopedics I'm Steve McPherson and as we get ready for the season opener on Friday April 16th against Seattle Sounders we've put together a bunch of interviews that I did on production day with the players last episode we focused on goalkeepers and defenders and now we're going to be getting into midfielders and attackers so let's jump right into it with longtime loon Ethan Finley So Ethan, how's it going? I mean, I feel like I haven't seen you in a year at this point because I saw you play a lot of soccer last year, but it was obviously kind of an unusual year. How, just how was, I mean, briefly that whole experience of starting the season, having to shut down, MLS is back, coming back to playing in, in, uh, you know, in stadiums, but without fans, like how did you navigate all of that just on yourself?
2: Yeah, it's been strange. There's been a lot of faces, obviously, today being production day. Um, there's a lot that goes into it. And so I have seen a lot of faces that uh, either I haven't seen in a long time um, or, or I haven't seen, you know, without maybe a mask on. Um, so it's it's been definitely strange, and uh, we continue to navigate our way through it. But, you know, saying that... Uh, you know, it was difficult, but I thought we learned a lot about our group last year. Uh, we dealt with a lot of challenges, whether it be, you know, some some major injuries that we we had start of the year um, to, you know, dealing with COVID, uh, dealing with players being out, dealing with, you know, guys having to navigate those challenging times. And, and, and you know, I look at the MLS SPAC tournament just in particular, and I thought how we performed down there, no one probably would have had us, you know, in that final four uh, going into that tournament. Uh, even with the, the hot start that we had, you know, at the start of the 2020 season, uh, being 2-0 and right at the top of the West. So um, I think, it, you know, I was really proud of how the, the group responded there and, and the challenges that we faced, you know, being away from our families for 41 days uh, was very difficult. Um, and then, you know, you move into the season and the challenge of having to travel day of to be you know it was nice obviously to be coming home right away after games to to see your families and and not have to think about covid and staying in hotels and whatnot um but it was some late nights absolutely and just because of our travel schedule and, and location wise you know we had to you know travel quite a long ways to play teams like seattle uh to play teams like houston those are two hour minimum flights and so you got back late in the night um but i thought our our group continued to get better and better and we saw that we were peaking at the right time and then we made a great playoff run and, and unfortunately came up a little bit short.
0: So it, looking back at you know MLS is back and that that good run, a deep run into the playoffs, a US Open Cup run before that. You know, you hear sometimes people talk about this is, you know, a tournament team or a team that thrives in those those kind of situations. Do you feel like Minnesota United is becoming one of those teams that like in those moments where you're going game by game in elimination situations that you guys are learning how to grit those out and really do something.
2: Yeah. I, I wouldn't say that it's um it's competition um, based. I, I think that this team's, you know, mantra has now become, we're going to be very difficult to play against whether it's a regular season game or whether it's an open cup, um, you know, Adrian, the way he's approached it he, is, is he's going to play whatever squad he thinks will get the job done on that day. Um, And what I thought we developed last year, uh, you know, without the defender of the year, in fact, was a team that was very difficult to play against defensively. (laughs) Um, You know, I, I look back and I think of Kansas city first half, we got absolutely outplayed dominated in that first half. But from then on, there wasn't a game, you know, while we were in Florida and then even in the regular season where I felt like we were outmatched the way that we were during that time. And I think we'd learned a lot about ourselves and we, we started to grow. We had a lot of veteran leaders on the team and we just became a very difficult team to play against. We knew that if we had good good shape and we defensively grinded games out with the 10 guys behind the ball, when we got the ball, we were going to be able to score and make opportunities. And if that meant we were going to win a game one nothing and it wasn't going to be extremely beautiful, so be it. That that was kind of what we took ownership of that. And you know, we saw, you know, I think back about the Kansas City playoff game and I think back about how Kevin played in that game and how Ray was in that game. And so while we were difficult to play against and we probably generated a lot of things defensively and frustrated teams when we got those opportunities, we did something pretty special with it. And we were able to play some attractive soccer.
0: Are you, um, are you looking forward to picking up sort of where you left off? I mean, with going back to Seattle, uh, you know, for that chance right away to say like, all right, let's go back to where, uh, you know, it all unfortunately ended sooner than you wanted last year. Is that a nice opportunity to start that way?
2: Yeah. Um, unfortunately i i view every year as like it's it's totally new um you know because it doesn't matter if we go there and beat them 6 nothing right mm-hmm. they right. they uh <laughs> you know they advanced to the final and they had that opportunity to win the mls cup and and you know we that won't change and and by winning this game it won't uh, it won't give us that opportunity uh it'll it'll start us off on a really good start don't get me wrong um, so I, I, genuinely, you know, this is going to be a different team. We're going to play against, um, there'll be different players on the field. The environment will just be naturally different. Mm-hmm. And, um, and what we need to do is we need to learn from, from what happened in that game and, and how we, in a way, let that go, because you're going to play in places like Seattle and Portland that are going to be really tough places and, and teams that play to the very last second of the game and they play hard and when you have a lead in places like that, you have to be able to close it out, whether it's regular season, whether it's playoffs, whether it's an open cup final that's the hurdle that we need to uh we need to make a, a, a big jump this season if we want to uh raise some hardware
0: awesome thanks ethan next we've got Jacory hayes who was one of last year's most pleasant revelations at midfielder how's it going man it's going well,
3: going how, well.
0: how is um preseason shaping up for you i feel like the consensus has been that it was like a long offseason yeah. so how is the process of sort of getting back into it going
3: uh it's been quite refreshing because like you said it's been a long offseason um so I'm just looking forward to, you know, our upcoming trip next week to Florida and, um, you know, getting some warm weather. I haven't had that in a couple months either. So <laughs> <laughs> things are looking up.
0: Yeah. Nice. So for, for getting in that preseason trip, going down to Orlando, playing against some, uh, playing against Charleston battery, playing against a couple of MLS teams, what is that? You know, obviously that level of competition is a little, it's not the season, you know, guys are getting into shape. What does that do for you guys sort of as as a whole team to to get you guys to that game shape?
3: Yeah. I mean, we've been training hard here, but you know, playing against other teams is kind of like a measuring stick to see like where we're at compared to, you know, the other teams, we're playing some, some good competition down there. So, um, you know, Columbus is preparing for their Champions League, so they're going to be a tough matchup, and, you know, they're looking to be, you know, match ready, you know, right now, looking for their early game. So, you know, a good game against them before the season even starts, I think, can bode well for us. Our yeah. Confidence going into the actual games yeah and as far as going to those actual
0: games i think everybody's thinking about the fact that you're going to seattle where where it sort of all came to an end last season a little little short of where you guys wanted to get to but what is what does that mean for you to be able to sort of start off you know where you where you ended off some guys have said well it's a long season it's just the first game but does it give it a little extra pop to
3: know that that's how you got to start yeah, I mean it's a long season, so that's a way to downplay the game. But um, you know, it's also the first game of this season, so you want to start off on the right foot. And you know, a big way, a, a big win away at Seattle can you know set the tone for the next few weeks of the beginning of the season.
0: Yeah, it, could be, it would be the first away win I think in Seattle, which is which would be pretty sweet yeah, for the club. I think so. Some records, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. All right, Jacory, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Jan Gregoosh is likely once again to be an important component for the team in central midfield as he teams up with newcomers, including Will Trapp. Good. How's it going?
4: Good, man. Thank you.
0: How um, How is your offseason as far as recovery, getting away a little bit from it, and then getting energized to come back?
4: Uh, it was long, man. <laughs> That's what everybody's Personally, been saying. It's yeah, really long. It was, it was really long because like, usually we are used to maybe have like two, two months off mm-hmm. and then uh, get back it. But, like, now it was maybe, like, almost four or something like that. So there's been quite a time. And uh, first, like, after a season, I tried to relax a little bit. I went for a vacation and then spent some time with, uh, with my family. But uh, after, like, a month or so, I had, like, a feeling like uh, I need to go back to the United States already because uh, it's been quite a while, yeah.
0: Yeah, did you, get, did you get sick of your family or...? <laughs>
4: Uh, I wouldn't say sick of them, but uh, there's definitely been a moment when I was like, okay, I love you, but I, I want to go now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes,
0: I think a lot of us over the last year have probably experienced a moment with our families yeah, where we're like, sure, sure. <laughs> I would like to get out of here.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's healthy, it's healthy. Yeah,
0: <laughs> for sure. So, um, uh, you know, you played some... Um, uh international games uh sort of toward the end of the last season stuff like that how was how has the international experience been especially with you know COVID protocols and doing all that stuff uh
4: well if we look at like the results we had like uh it's been amazing because uh we were on the road to to make uh, euros and like we had i think three games to go uh, because we didn't go from the first two positions straight so we need to fight for it uh, really hard and, and that's what we did. Uh, luckily, we we made the Euros, and now we are on the uh, qualification for the World Cup as well. So it's going to be a busy schedule, but I love that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's already MLS. The MLS schedule is already going to be compressed. Yes. So you're just throwing a lot of stuff in there. Yeah, that. <laughs> um, as far as uh, the, the preseason stuff, now preseason about three weeks down, I think. Mm. Um, you know, this is this is your third season. Is that right? Uh, yes. Okay, yeah. third season here. So. Um, how is, how is the team looking? Uh, do you feel like you've sort of figured out how to deal with the preseason stuff here and how to sort of get into shape and get what you need out of it?
4: Yeah, I mean like, uh, yeah, I got a feeling like what we are doing and everything and, uh, and the team looks, looks good. We have some new faces in the building, very talented ones, so yeah, I hope we're gonna have a good run again. But uh, yeah, like I said many times, we want to win something, that's, that, that's the ambition. And we were really close uh, last year and uh, we really want to make it happen this one.
0: Yeah. So like looking at some new faces, like Will Trapp is coming in, yeah. um, also a midfielder, probably somebody you're going to be spending some time with out there on the pitch at some point. Um, what have you seen from Will, uh, you know, have you gotten to know him and gotten to know his game a little bit?
4: Oh, well, Will is a very intelligent guy. He, he always wants to give his best, very talented player and, and a very intelligent guy. Like I said, he knows uh, what he's here for and uh, he works hard. So yeah, that's good. Yeah.
0: Um, and for you yourself, again, sort of in your in your third season, like what are what are you looking to do this year to sort of add to your game, contribute in new ways? Uh,
4: yeah, like I said uh, before, uh, start of the every season, uh, help help to the team, even if it's uh, with the assists or goals, and uh, yeah, be be there for the team uh, when the team needs me. I want to be there for for it also o- always, and uh, yeah, just make uh, something happen as a team. And we need uh, individuals to, for, for that to to happen. And uh, I want to be one of those guys. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, as far as looking at the season, uh, you know, season opener is co- coming up uh, April 17th. Starting against Seattle Sounders, um, just where the season ended last year, Is that, do you look forward to that chance to sort of say, let's just go right back into it, sort of go back into, you know, where it all ended last year and, and, and set things a little bit right and get started the right way?
4: Yeah, I mean, what the... What the, what the best way to, to to be back at that place and have a revenge so so fast, let's say because we all felt that we were so close and like I, I think around 80 minutes still winning uh, by one or two goals so uh, yeah that, that was definitely a uh, painful one but uh, yeah like I said very very glad that uh, it's them that we play the first game and uh, I hope uh, we're gonna get, have a nice revenge. Yeah.
0: So um, and then April twenty fourth is the home opener against against RSL. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, always a fun game. Seems like uh, Minnesota United's been good, especially against RSL at home. Um, a, a good opponent to face and fans in the the stadium. Hopefully, I mean we're still figuring out yeah, the hopefully. exact outlines, but uh-huh. um, you know everybody so far I've talked to talking about this has just said that it's it's hard to. Express how much fans being there really matters for how the game feels and and how the team feels out there on the pitch. Is that that your feeling as well?
4: Oh for sure for sure like uh, So much was like told about it like uh, like fans regarding the fans and everything about it so yeah last year we basically uh, I Should say like maybe forget how to play in front of fans. So so that was the it was it was a weird experience for every player I think and uh, I would be so happy if like uh, if it can be at least like either 50 50 percent or whatever <laughs> percent of the capacity because yeah like you said with uh, with the fans it's completely different atmosphere and uh, when you think about it you you play for the fans you know to make them feel good, to make them feel proud and, and stuff like this and uh, yeah, with with them in the stands, it's uh, it's so much nicer. Yeah.
0: yeah, did you did you still get though last season like some sense of of the fans from things like social media or anything like that? Like, did you? Oh, for sure. I feel like a lot of people were really yeah. vocal about their support, even though they couldn't be yeah, there in for person.
4: Yeah, for sure, for sure, I felt that, and uh, I want to say thanks, thanks for that. Of course, especially when we were in the bubble and we were doing really well, I felt uh, so much support from uh, from here, and I would like to say like. Uh, really really big thanks for that
3: yeah
0: um the the team has also had between you know the the u.s open cup run um last se- like two seasons ago the mls is back run a good run into the playoffs there's been a lot of success in some of those formats that are like the single elimination tournament formats what do you think goes into you know a team being successful in those kind of situations where it's sort of game by game you could get eliminated
4: uh i think i think we grew into it to be honest because uh it was something completely new for for every team let's say but uh we've been doing well and uh i think i think it comes down to just like really be a good c- group of guys you know like be a good team and uh, care about each other and work hard every single day and uh then afterwards it, it will show on the pitch you know if you work hard then you're going to see it uh, in the results so that's our, like, uh, main thing, you know, to work hard every single day and get better, and uh, the results will come. Excellent.
0: Jan, thanks for coming by.
4: Oh, thank you very much.
0: Let's hear from Juka Raitala, who joins Minnesota after several years with Club de Foot Montreal as he's reunited with Finland national team teammate Robin Ludd. Let's talk a little bit just about uh, uh, training, you know, like getting into that, that mode of preseason training. It's obviously something you've gone through with, you know, with clubs before. Yeah. What does it do for, for you and then for the group as a whole, just to get that sort of get the preseason stuff going?
5: No, I mean, like, obviously we thought about, like talk about it in the previous podcast, but like we are so long off season. So I think everybody was just like excited to get back to the work and, you know, start building up for the season and. And obviously for me as a new player it's like obviously it was exciting to the first couple of days to get to know people and and get to know the coach and and how how things are working out here and and you know it's just daily sometimes it's tough like you train a couple of times a day and uh, you feel sore you feel tired but you know that's amazing feeling because you know that when you get through that, you know, you're going to fly at some point. So it's, it's it's looking good, and I think we're working hard, and, and you know, so far, so good.
0: Yeah. So for I think sometimes people don't appreciate that, you know, for a professional athlete, like you talk about the length of the layoff, and it's, you know, it's, it's months or whatever like that. You know, some people don't, are like, well, I didn't run all winter, and I didn't do anything, and they're getting back into it. When you're a pro athlete, it's like every little bit you're not training, it really drops down quite a bit can you like sort of speak to that experience i know it's the thing that robin Lud went through coming in in mid-season after he had been off um so like for a pro athlete like how quick is that descent from like peak fitness down to i don't feel as fit as i should be
5: i think i can only obviously talk about like personally how i feel but i mean like if i take a couple of weeks off you, you start to realize that you lose the fitness you lose the strength but on the other hand, I think it's also important to be able to, when you have opportunity to really recover and relax. So I think like yeah. going like hundred percent all the time, you know, can be dangerous. But uh, I mean, I'm 32 years old. I've been around for a long time. I think I know my body pretty well, like what's good for me and what's not. and And, you know, try to take care of myself knowing that I have less years in front of me than past me in my career. So, you know, just trying to enjoy and and obviously a big part of that is to, to take care of my body. Yeah. Excellent.
0: Rookie Justin McMaster has looked good in preseason, including scoring a goal as he gets adjusted to the life of a professional footballer. How's it going? Uh, I believe last time I talked to you was over a computer screen. Yeah, yeah, and uh, <laughs> I remember, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, I still have not gotten a haircut since then, so it's getting yeah. out of it's getting out of control right now. But um, it's been good. Yeah. So what what is the what is your arrival in Minnesota like? I mean, I remember we were talking about whether you had a winter coat or not. It's been yeah. pretty mild so far. Um, yeah. what, what's it been like to get here and, and get started with training?
1: Uh, it's been good. Really exciting to be joining the group. I joined the group this week mm-hmm. after quarantine for, for a little bit and the training has been really intense. Uh, the quality has been good the players have been sharp, so definitely excited to get down to Florida and just, just keep pushing, keep pushing with the team and building some relationships with the guys on the team.
0: Yeah, so if you've just been here the last week, it really, it has been pretty, uh, there was a little snow. Did you
1: get here when it was snow? Oh yeah, the weather's been, the weather's been decent. It hasn't, <laughs> it hasn't been too bad, so I hope it stays like this for a while.
0: Yeah, I think we're past the worst of it. We might have one more snowstorm. There's always, I feel like there's one in April. Every, oh, no. But then it, <laughs> but then it melts and goes away pretty quickly, oh, so. Oh no, yeah. Well, but you're going to go down to Orlando, you get to play on grass, you get to actually get mm. out there and do all that stuff. Are you looking forward to that chance to, you know, get in and play against some, some MLS competition?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely looking forward to playing against some other MLS teams. Um, I have I have other I have friends who are joining other MLS teams as well. Nice. And who will be down there? So I look forward to playing them and you know beating them, of course, and <laughs> bragging bragging after. You know, so yeah, I'm really excited. I'm really excited for that.
0: That's great. That's great. Have you uh, how has it been meeting the other sort of the other young guys or some of the the young newcomers on the team so far?
1: Yeah, it's been it's been cool uh, linking up with the other guys because, you know, they worked hard and um, they earned this position. So just being around them and seeing them work hard also motivates me to work hard as well. We've all been talking about training and just keeping up with each other, you know, and uh, it's been good. It's been really good. So also
0: some good news that the, you know, it looks like there's going to be able to be some fans in the building now going, uh, you know, forward into Allianz field. What's, what's the largest number of people you've, you've played in front of before?
1: Um, Around 8,000. Okay. 8,000,
0: yeah. So I don't know if we even get up to that at the beginning, but I still think it's, it's going to be pretty exciting to be in Allianz Field, I'm sure, for the first time.
1: Yeah, know? for sure. Just seeing pictures of it. I haven't I haven't um, toured it as yet, but yeah. the pictures I've seen, are definitely mind-blowing. The stadium is just beautiful, you know, so I'm, look, I'm looking forward to being on the field and just being in that atmosphere. I've heard a lot about the atmosphere, so I'm really looking forward to that.
0: Yeah. So as far as, you know, looking at at 2021, obviously 2020 was was very weird for everybody. I know it was weird for you as well in in, in soccer and and the college uh, level and everything like that. Do you have any sort of expectations or things that you want to try to try to accomplish this year? You know, in your your sort of first season in MLS?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, Just solidifying my spot in the team. And just helping the team move forward for sure and uh, help the team win a trophy. Mm. I always set high, high goals for myself, and I know that this team has a lot of potential, and I'm willing to give my all for the team so that we can go far and potentially win a trophy at the end of the season.
0: Excellent. Justin, thanks for coming by. Thank you. Danish winger Nico Hansen joins the team from Houston Dynamo let's chat how's it going good how are you (laughs) you just you sort of are newly arrived I mean you've been here for a little while newly sort of announced so um how is it feeling so far
6: how is settling in getting to know the team getting started with preseason it's great It's, it's it seems like a great team um I was really excited about coming here um I know it took a little took a little while but um you know it's been it's been a warm welcome and um getting to know the guys getting to know the staff and everything and um, I'm really excited about the future here how was the uh, how
0: was the last season for you 20, 2020 was such an odd right. year like what was what was your experience of that as, as a player and just as a person
6: yeah I mean there's definitely it's um, definitely an interesting time as far as soccer goes I think I look back on it with a little bit of gratitude I got to spend some extra time you know with my fiance's family and do some things but you know soccer wise I look back with 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 um, um, a lot of excitement and then I got to play a lot and then continue to grow as a player in person. And I'm excited to see how that's going to translate to this year. And so you're coming from Houston, which is like the hottest place
0: anybody ever goes to play soccer. <laughs> yeah. um, and now it's in Minnesota, which in the summer is rather pleasant, but obviously a reputation is being cold. The season will probably start a little cold and a little cold. Yep. Uh, as a temperature guy, are you a, uh, do you do you like it to be hot or do you like it to be cold?
6: Oh, cold. Okay. Cold always, man. The the heat is Oh, jeez. I have my heavy sweater, so as soon as you like hit the 80 degrees, like my back is wet. So, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I appreciate the cold. I mean, I grew up in Denmark, so it's cold weather there, too. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm used to the temperate weather.
0: Yeah. So um, tell me a little bit about growing up in, in Denmark and then making the move to to the U.S. I mean, first of all, uh, you know, your childhood and in, in, just cover your childhood in a few minutes for me now. Um, but, you know, like, what was that experience and then making the transition? <laughs> yeah. To the childhood US. in a
6: few minutes. Yeah. yeah that's, right. That's, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's the question right there. No. Um. Yeah. It was, I mean, I, I grew up in Denmark, lived there until I was 10. Um, awesome. I have some of my best friends still from there you know I would go back once I moved to the US I would go back every summer um, and then when I got older became a pro I would go back you know every winter like off-season time so um, I still have tons of friends there tons of family uh, my dad's side of the family is all from there but um, moved to California when I was 10 um, with my mom and my sister uh, spent good years there in Sacramento um, went to school Jesuit high school um, and uh, yeah, I went to the University of Mexico for college, mm-hmm. got, dra- or got um, recruited there, uh, had a great time at my fiance there in college, um, have great friends from there as well, um, have great friends from high school as well, actually, too. So I always say, like, I have, I have best friends from different phases of my life, sure. Denmark, from high school time, like in Sacramento and California, and then from college. So it's been, um, and now I'm in a different phase of my life, too, making great friends. So it's, it's, uh. It's been a great journey so far.
0: Yeah. Are you a person who, who who collects friends that way? Like do you are you good at keeping up with people and, and staying in touch with them?
6: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes and no. I think there's <laughs> definitely a level of, of uh, you know, you get together with someone. I'm I'm very personal kind of guy. When you're in when you're in person it's like we didn't lose any time. So mm-hmm. I think as far as like Facetiming and stuff like that, I try my best. It's not like every week, but yeah, I um, yeah, it's good. It's good fun to to be able to see friends, and and I definitely think like I collect friends. As I go. Nice. Yeah.
0: All right. Last thing I wanted to ask you because I'm always curious about about this for people. Uh, Danish food, like something that you that you love that you get in Denmark.
6: Oh man, it's. I always say that the Danes love their potatoes. Okay. They, they make they make every meal every dinner. There's always some kind of potato, whether it's you know. <laughs> Fries, grilled potatoes, mashed potatoes, uh, potato al gratin, or whatever it may be. There's always potatoes at the meal. So I think they make they make delicious stuff there. I mean, it's it's uh, they have a bunch of good meats. Everything's fresh. I feel like mm-hmm. it comes from local. So it's it's. Uh, People are people actually we talked about this a lot. People are healthy there because they eat from you sure. know, sometimes their neighbor. You know, they make they yeah, they make the stuff down the street. Nice, yeah. nice. Well my
0: heritage is Irish, so there's some exactly. potatoes going on Yeah, there, Yeah, saying. yeah, a lot of potatoes. All right. right.
6: <laughs> Nigo Hansen, good to meet you. Thanks a lot. Thank you.
0: After gutting it out through a rough first campaign in 2019, Robin Lud broke through last year in the attack and will be looking for more of the same this year. How's it going? Good, thank you. Good to see you. Just saying. Um I wanted to ask you about um start with. Asking about Yuka and yeah. you know having a having a countryman uh, you know on the team. Uh, first of all, what's your what's your background with him? Like, how long have you guys sort of known each other? Ah, uh, I think we
7: have uh, we played together a few years in the national team. I mean, we are pretty much from the same same city. Oh, nice. Pretty close growing up, but I, I think he's just a few years older. That so we never get like cross the paths in uh, in in uh, in soccer. So when uh, Yuka was playing in Helsinki. I was in the youth teams, and when I get to the first team, you're already playing abroad. So oh, okay, so we get to know each other
0: better on the national team when we both played there. So couple couple years, yeah, nice. And uh, and so, what's the experience of just you know having a, a fellow Finn uh, on the team now?
7: Ah, it's it's nice. I mean, it, it was nice for me when I came and Rasmus was here, and he he always helps when you have somebody somebody from your country and under, understands you. So. Uh, it's it's really nice to have have Yuka here, and uh, every now and then I can speak Finnish, so I don't I don't have to speak with my broken English. So
0: that's <laughs> nice. <laughs> I think your English is pretty good. sounds sounds good to me. So, um, so uh, you know, your 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 first season here, you came in midway through um, after having been off for a while. It, it seems like it was it was it was tough to kind of find the groove. Yeah. Last season was incredibly difficult for everybody with the starting and stopping and all this stuff. But you did seem to really. Find your feet and sort of get a comfortability with the team and sort of the way the the team played. Um, what did it take for you to sort of get to that point where you're like, I I feel comfortable playing here now?
7: No, I think it was just as I always said in the first year when I came. There was just so many things happening, moving across the world, and uh, having my daughter birth and uh, and all of these things, and then just adjusting the MLS style of play. And and I I think the 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 pre-season before the last season was was really helpful. You get to know the guys and just start to work hard and being in a in a good good condition starting the season. So that obviously helped me
0: out. That um, in terms of conditioning, you know, a couple of guys have said that this has been a really long off season. Um, have you found it harder to get sort of back up to speed, or do you you feel like it's it's snapping back into place now?
7: Uh, I don't know. I think for me, it was nice nice to have a, have a little bit longer off season just everything going on with uh, with the world at the moment and just stop for a while and just spend time with with my family and it was really important for me so so that was nice but in the other hand as I said coming coming for the preseason I think it's it's a little bit tougher but you just have to mentally prepare that you just have to work work harder the few weeks before the the season so sure I'm I'm enjoying
0: it (laughs) and uh, how old your daughter now uh she's turning
7: two in so she's a little bit over one and a
0: half year Yes that's a great that's a great window I have two daughters and, yeah. and that, that time of sort of a year and a half to two it really they start walking and, yeah. and communicating. What, what's a you know what has fatherhood been like for you like have you just jumped into it and embraced it? Yeah I mean
7: uh, for me it's, it's just the best thing in the world. I just love to watch my daughter doing silly things and just see see seeing her growing up. It's been it's been amazing. I just just try to enjoy it all the time. I I think it's, it's the best
0: thing in the world. You've got a pretty good uh, sort of fraternity of, of dads on the team between you know Boxy and and a bunch of other guys who have experience. Like, do you guys lean on each other for sort of talking about what it's like as far as bringing up children?
7: Yeah, I think it is the best thing is just to share the experience with someone someone in the same situation. I, I think that that's, that's that helps a lot. And uh, I don't know all. All the kids are different, so I don't know if, if you can ask that many advices, but the, the, the most important thing is to share the experience.
0: Yeah, a lot of showing videos and, yeah. and photos and things like that. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's great as they start talking. Just, yeah. They say the most <laughs> ridiculous things that are so adorable. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> so um, looking ahead to this season, um, you know, obviously last season was, again, so disruptive and, and, and odd, and we're going to start – there's probably going to be some of that going on this season. What are your you know expectations? Like what do you see happening just as far as you know not even success but just the experience of this season what, what you're expecting is going to happen?
7: Uh, I mean we know a little bit more I said than last season how how all the protocols goes and how to play. I'm really excited to get the fans back to the stadium. I mean that's that's why we like this game so much to go there and uh, in- inspire people and uh, i think it feels different when the fans are on the stadium and it it, it, it what all, all it makes matter
0: yeah, so the return of fans is probably going to be the big thing. Even if it's just a couple thousand, that'll yeah. still make a huge difference, right? Exactly. Yeah,
7: um, especially our fans—they are loud, even though there are a
0: few. <laughs> not maybe the full stadium, but they're right. loud. So that's nice. <laughs> Particularly loud, you yeah. would say. <laughs> um, as far as um, picking up, sort of where you guys left off last season, you know, you have going back to Seattle right away. Is it good in your mind to get that? Out of the way, right away. Just go back and sort of face. I don't know if you have demons from 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 losing at that point, but I mean, I know everybody's disappointed when it happens. But like, do you, are you looking forward to starting that season that way?
7: Yeah, I think it's nice to go go back there and and maybe get a revenge from from the last season. I mean, it, it was a tough loss, but in the at the same time, I think the season is long, so so there's plenty of games coming ahead in this season. So I, I'm just happy to get get started. It doesn't matter if it's in Seattle. Else, but I'm, I'm really exciting also for the home opener for sure.
0: Yeah, you can't come to any conclusions after just one game. So, yeah. <laughs> all right, thanks, Robin. Thank you. At the still relatively young age of 28, Will Trapp brings a veteran's experience to the squad, as well as a bit of a different look at the number six position. Uh, well, I, I feel like, I believe I have now spent more time with you in the last month than I have with my father in the last year. So, um, I don't know how much more we have, we have to talk about until actual games start happening. But, um, how do you like the Jersey? I'll ask you that since you're wearing, wearing the Jersey, I don't think I've talked to anybody yet today about the Jersey, but, uh, you know, what's your take?
8: No, super cool. I mean, I think obviously we're in the land of 10,000 lakes and anything with water makes a lot of sense, (laughs) but, um, no, I think they're. They're lovely, um, and it, it's a cool homage to to where we are, um, and and hopefully we win a lot of games in them.
0: <laughs> do do players talk about and worry about the jerseys as much as as fans do like i feel like when the jerseys come out fans are like this is good this is bad this is the best this is terrible like do you guys think about this a lot or is it just like i put this on and i have and i and i play you're excited to play in it because it's a team but like do you care that much
8: um i think we care sure yeah um i think first and foremost in the player's mind is you don't want to look dumb (laughs) um but on top of it the next thing is probably like okay is it comfortable does it fit well like Cause that's what you're wearing on the field and you just want to be comfortable. So, um, Priority, not looking stupid. <laughs> Second, is it comfortable?
0: Right. So, it le- so the, the overall aesthetic value is a little bit less than material, and sort of you're going to be wearing this week in and week out, and you want it to you want it to work for you. So I, I would say so. Yeah. yeah. Um, how is this material? Like, I know I feel like each year there's a little different. They try different things with how it wicks and things like that. Sure. Like, what do you what do you like in a material?
8: Um, I mean, I think lightness is is key. Um, how it does kind of, does it absorb too much moisture? Sure. I mean, I guess we'll find out when we're down in Florida for preseason. If- <laughs> Probably sweat down there. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> but that, that type of stuff goes a long way of just realizing, okay, is it light? Is it comfortable? Is it um, stifling in any way? Um, and then how does it absorb? And I, ultimately, I feel like Adidas every year does a good job of, of evolving.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, the materials, I don't do a lot of running around in my jersey, but when I put yeah, it on, sure. it's, it feels nice and breathable. Yeah. Um, I don't want to ruin it, you know, with my sweat. So, yeah. um, <laughs> But uh, it's it, this year's jersey, I, I have to say, at first I was like, it looks very plain. And then, f- first of all, the pattern is actually nice on it, like the embossed pattern. And then as I wore it, I began to sort of appreciate that the simplicity was kind of nice. It yeah. feels. Is kind of wearable. It it's a, looks a little more like you can put a hoodie over it, and it seems like almost like it's a regular shirt. Which is obviously nowadays the style element is is a big part of it, right?
3: Yeah,
8: I think it 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 makes it makes noise with without being too loud. Yeah, if that makes sense, it has a subtlety to it, which I think
0: she getting a copywriting. That sounds great. You
8: kidding me? Unbelievable. <laughs> um, no, the uh, I think it does a really good job of once once again being subtle, but also like. It's recognizable, right? That's the best thing for fan bases. You want... To pe- we want people to know, like, okay, that's Minnesota United. And yeah. I think this does exactly that.
0: Yeah. So um, as far as the, the on-field stuff, I mean, I, we, I, we know we talked like a week and a half ago, mm-hmm. I feel like. But obviously that's a, a lifetime ago in terms of preseason training because you're getting to know all these guys. It's, it's you know, a new setting and things like that. Um, how have things been going with the team overall since then? You're getting ready now to go down to Orlando. How do you feel about heading down to Orlando with the team, how it is right now?
8: Yeah, I think since we last spoke, we've, we've now had – Two types of scrimmages: one against ourselves, one against an, uh, an outside opponent, and that's always good to just kind of play against someone else. I think today was a, a wonderful experience for us to just be in an environment where um, it's not fully controlled and it's more n- normalized in terms sure. of soccer um, from a competitive perspective. And with that comes the ability now to relate to your teammates, connect with your teammates, and, and kind of unveil what that looks like and feels like on the field. and And for me, I think it's been really, really positive. Um, getting to to really see what guys like on the field see how they are on the field um and then ultimately try to 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 make those relationships work
0: yeah i imagine there's there's a certain amount of stuff that you just can't you know even talking to guys if they're like this is how i play or this is what i like when you see it happen like every game must be a sort of learning experience as in your head you're going oh okay he's that's where he is. This mm-hmm. is how, how he likes to run and things like that.
8: Well, and also there's different stimuli every single game, right? That's the beauty of soccer. It changes every opponent moments within the game. So um, how each guy deals with pressure, with time, with all those things allow you as a teammate to now understand, okay, these are things that he's good at, these are things that I can help him with or whatever. Um, and, and that stuff can only be recreated by playing. Yeah, um, You can train, 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 but um, until you're in game environments where it's you have to adapt and evolve, you don't see that.
0: Yeah. It's, I, this came up last year, two years ago, I guess. I didn't really get to talk to anybody last year about soccer, I feel like. But um, this thing of... You know, I've come to appreciate in soccer the like it, it happens in every sport to some extent. But I feel like especially in soccer given the size of the field, you know, the speed at which the game moves, which can both both be incredibly fast and sort of deliberate and slow. Mm-hmm. The roles of like problem solving and decision making and how much that uh, you know, influences how good a player can be is how do they, and this is the thing I talked to Noel Quinn, who's the director of the youth development program here about that. And that's one of the main things they're looking at in youth soccer is like, how do they make decisions under pressure? Yeah, and critical, that's sort of what you're saying about thinking, that. thinking, sure. Yeah. yeah so absolutely. like, what is that? Like, how do you learn those kind of things from, do you see that in other players? You see like, this is a good decision. This is the decision kind of, this is the kind of decision maker this guy is.
8: Yeah. Um. I mean, the, best decision makers are the best players in the world. Sure. <laughs> I mean, if you've ever watched Lionel Messi, you see someone who no matter if there's three guys on him or there's one guy on him, he's able to find the perfect solution every time. Obviously that's, that's the best ever. Right. Arguably for some people. Sure. Not for Will. I, I, <laughs> uh, but I, th- I think that that quality is something that's subtle, um, but so important because our game changes second to second. And Whether you're up a man, down a man, up a goal, down a goal, or just the team they're playing against is pressing or they're sitting back. Like, you're having to now find in each moment the right decision. And the culmination of all the right decisions either dictate if you win the game or you don't win the
0: game yeah yeah it's it's fascinating to watch it's both it's like a simple and complex yeah. game it's one of those things well we
8: don't get to we don't get to stop it and then draw up a play and then say hike and you know what i'm saying like right. there's something amazing about what they do as well but sure. we we don't have that opportunity
0: yeah in football not not soccer football yeah, right. exactly, yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> well thanks for coming by yes, dude forward foster langsdorf came to the team just a week before his former team reno 1868 of the usl folded talk to him a little bit about that how's it going i'm tired you tired tired. (laughs) i'm a little tired too it's been a long day and i didn't even have to do anything athletic so um uh, one of the things i'm really curious about you know you came into the team sort of partway through the season last year where Mm -hmm. you know Obviously, we didn't have a normal season, and we didn't get to see players yeah. or anything like that. I was interested to hear about your experience of being with Reno coming up, and then just a couple of days later, Reno just disappears. Oh,
3: well,
0: I mean, it's it's crazy, it's really right? Sad. Yeah,
3: yeah. Um,
9: it's sad just because it was a great organization, and it was led by people that are really good at their jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, And if you looked at just at the team's record, we had made the playoffs every single year since the team had come um, to the United Soccer League. And so it's just a real shame to see such a great club and organization that go under. And unfortunately, I was only there for a season, Mm -hmm. but I guess they would get a lot of fans too. And kind of being one of the smaller market teams, they got a lot more fans than like teams that had bigger markets. Yeah. it just is a shame. I hope soccer returns to Reno eventually.
0: Yeah, it's a it's, it's tough out there. Lower division soccer. It's you know it's always an up and down affair. You know, obviously Minnesota yeah. United you know, came up from NASL, and you know it's like, I remember I, I I knew some people who worked. I didn't work for the team when they were in NASL, but I knew people who did. And it's like you know every season, it's sort of what's going to happen. Minnesota United yeah. was almost not a team. It was owned by the league, and it was going to oh, really? go away, and then it was bought, and then eventually shepherded into MLS. So. It's 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 a tough it's a tough thing out there.
9: Yeah, was it a USO team before or
0: it was it was NASL, NASL. Yeah, it, it was a couple different. Um, the sort of history of soccer in Minnesota is sort of an up and down long affair that goes through uh-huh. a couple different odd leagues. But um, it was they were the the North Stars or the Minnesota Stars. North Stars was the hockey team. They were the Minnesota Stars, NSC. They were owned by NSC and they played up here, and then. Um, were about to be folded. They were like owned by the, they couldn't be owned by NSC and then they were owned by the NASL. And then um, they were bought by Bill McGuire, who's, who's now one of the, the part yeah. of the ownership group, and basically turned it into Minnesota United and then sort of built it up to then make the leap up to MLS. But I know a lot of great teams in the lower divisions who have a lot of success. It's just, it's it's tough, for, you know, and especially this, this past year, I know it's really difficult.
9: Yeah. And not to be controversial, but you see some of, like, my friends that play for some USL clubs, like they haven't even started their preseason yet. Mm-hmm. And then you have other USL clubs like Louisville. Like, they started their preseason, like, earlier than we did here. Mm-hmm. And I feel like some of the decision-making behind that is just – and these guys, their pay also coincidentally starts, like, when preseason sure. starts. <laughs> <Yeah. So laughs> I, I just feel bad because, you know, there are so many great players in USL. And just like myself, like, I got the opportunity to – play in MLS like just from doing well in the USL and being at a great club. And I don't know. I just think there's a lot of like hidden gems in USL.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's one of those things that I hope as soccer continues to grow in the US, it becomes more robust and stable and it becomes, I mean, that's one of the things it's, it's, you know, like I think one of Minnesota United's big things and sort of had to change the way the youth development stuff was doing. It was going here. It was the academy for a while now. It's youth mm-hmm. development program, but to develop that sort of pathway yeah. and that feeling for kids who are playing soccer now that there's a way to go from where they are to exactly. playing an MLS. And there's like a, a pathway to get there. So yeah.
9: I did. I played for the Portland Timbers Academy growing mm-hmm. up and I think just the experience i got um from seeing how pros were acting when like they i saw that they're eating right they're right. taking care of their bodies and I was 14 years old, 15 years old. I knew none of that shit before.
0: <laughs> before. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> You're just drinking energy drinks or whatever. <laughs> yeah,
9: it gives you at least something to look forward to and go like, I wanna be like them and I'll ask them for advice and I yeah. just think it's the coolest thing.
0: Yeah, so uh, we're now you know three weeks into preseason, mm-hmm. uh, looking forward to the team going to Orlando. Um, you know, Your first chance to have preseason with the club. What's, what's the experience been like? the
9: experience has been it's it's been good it's i mean you know i'm somewhat of a new guy and i feel like uh, when you're the new person or and one of the younger guys like you're there to be seen and not heard at first sure but i have to remind myself in a way that there are like younger guys beneath me that um that i also need the help out mm-hmm. and like, give um, encouragement to like because they're my teammates and kind of like tell them this is how you should be acting in this setting because not the downgrade myself I've also like I I didn't get to play much but I was a part of the timbers for two seasons and here now and so I think it I'm at kind of a new stage in my career where I feel feel like I get to teach the younger guys a little bit about um a culture and like how to take care of themselves and just kind of pick them up Yeah. As I once was. So I think it is kind of fun. It's a new role.
0: Yeah. In a way. Yeah, that's – it's a thing that's come up again and again today, which is just hearing from guys how, you know, whether the guys are veterans, MLS veterans or new veterans who are coming to the club mm-hmm. or new guys – rookies or younger guys, that there's just a good mix there of older guys who have experience and can share it willingly yeah. and openly with younger guys and younger guys who bring a kind of energy and excitement yeah. and some of that sort of – that that joy for life, you yeah. know, that like maybe as an older guy you're kind of like kind of past it. so. They,
9: the epitome of that is just Will Trapp because you know he's just a huge like star like he's captain the US men's national yeah. team and so I was kind of afraid when I first saw him but then you realize like this guy is like just a connector on the team Yeah, he, like, talks to everybody and is super positive and, and such a nice guy and like we'll talk trash to you <laughs>
0: like, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah Will's great I said to him when he came in here that I spent more time with him in the yeah. last month than i spent with my dad like all last year <laughs> because I, I've been on a zoom with him and and I did like a live podcast with him and then talking yeah. to him now. But he's he's such a like a sweet, genuine guy yeah. who really wants to, like you said, be a connector and, and bring a team together.
9: Yeah, I could see him being a great coach someday.
0: Yeah. So. Do you have any designs on on coaching one day or anything like that?
9: I mean, maybe for my kids, but I don't okay. think i cut out to do, the, do it in any other capacity.
0: Sure. So. <laughs> you need good guys to coach the kids as well. So, yeah. you know, that's, that's an important part of it, too. Sure. <laughs> Excellent. Foster, thanks for coming by. Yeah, thank you for having me. And lastly, Patrick Wea is the nephew of soccer legend George Weah and cousin of U.S. men's national team player Timothy Weah and is also the Loon's second homegrown signing. How's it going? Welcome. Uh, to Minnesota United, I mean you've been here in some ways you you know You're you're away for a while now as the second homegrown player for for Minnesota United. It's pretty exciting How's how's the adjustment been going? How's preseason been for you?
10: Uh, it's been pretty well I've been learning a lot from the coaches and, and the guys the guys are really nice They're like they took me under their wings and like helping me out and uh, it's Just the one thing that I noticed is like the guys are super nice and close. It's like everybody's welcoming So I feel really comfortable here
0: nice nice yeah i I feel like it's there's a good culture of of sort of returning vets and then some young guys and the vets really like working with with the younger guys uh and it seems like it creates a good energy for the team
10: yes it does it does how was um
0: tell me a little bit about your experience at minnesota united and the academy it's obviously a a program you were you were in for i I don't know how how long were you in the in that program
10: seven months uh, okay I, i didn't even know about the program it was one of my friends that told me that Old oh, Minnesota United is having an academy. You should go try out, and Coach Hill. At that point, he's at Austin FC now. Mm-hmm. He told me to come, and uh, I I trial for them, and uh, I'm just grateful to be at that program because Coach Shan Hill and Tim Carter took me in and made me a better person, a better soccer player too. So I'm um, like, without them, it would it, this situation wouldn't have happened. Yeah, what yeah. I'm
0: Nice. So, tell me a little bit about. Obviously, we we, we haven't getting, gotten too much chance to see training or 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 you know uh, get in there and, and see stuff yet because of protocols with COVID and everything like that. Just give me a little bit of a sense about you as a player. Like, what do you what do you bring on the field?
10: Me, I bring. I'm a dynamic player. Like, I'm a, I'm going at defenders, dribbling and uh, physical too with the ball and um, and uh, yeah. It's, my strength is, I would say, is like. Dynamic with the boy and attacking people and dribbling at them and creating chances for my teammates to win games.
0: Nice. Have you always uh, been an attacker as far as how you played?
10: Yeah, I've always been attacking mindset, like attack, attack, and score goals and create chances too.
4: Mm -hmm.
0: And what was your experience at – you were at – what was the – St. Louis. Okay, I was just looking at it and then I blanked out. St. Louis. So what was the experience like there for you?
10: St. Louis University, it was cool. Like, they found out that I was gonna go to college, and they, they took a chance on me. Mm-hmm. Not just a chance, they also, like, they wanted me at the program. The coaches, Coach Kellish, Coach Stowe, everybody took me in and uh, made me a better person and a better player, and I'll forever be grateful for them.
0: Yeah, it seems like, I mean, I think it can seem like stuff goes, it, it moves quickly. You know, you're at the, the Academy, you're at St. Louis for just a little while, and then you're over here. Yeah. Um, does it feel like it moves quickly for you, or, you know, are you just so eager to get going that you just want to keep moving?
10: Yeah, I'm so eager to get going, like you <laughs> said, and keep moving and keep learning and keep getting better each and every day.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, you're going to have your first preseason, you're in your first preseason here, yeah. going down for uh, for some games now in Orlando. Uh-huh. Um are you looking forward to that? Or are you looking forward to the weather getting down to Orlando? But that's gonna be pretty nice.
10: No, nah, I'm looking forward <laughs> to playing. That's all uh. I want to do is play soccer and learn as much as possible and get better. And those games gonna help me really get better with playing with against other MLS teams. It's gonna like really show me the level. And this is the level I wanted to like, I want to go to Europe. Obviously, that's my dream dream. Mm-hmm. But like, this is the next level, so I need to. That's what I've been dreaming my whole life about. So it's like just playing and learning as much as possible and taking information and applying it.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. it's certainly there's a step up that goes from yeah. just training to going to actually play some games against MLS competition. So yeah. it's definitely going to be it's going to be exciting, I'm yeah. sure.
10: It's going to be exciting and <laughs> tough.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. So um, just on your last thing, I wanted to ask you about on, on your sort of uh, personal tip, like what do you get up to when you're not playing soccer? Obviously, it's incredibly important to you, but you know you got to yeah. take that time to recover and stuff. What do you do when you're not out there on the pitch?
10: Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm, you know, watching soccer game, <laughs> you know, watching a soccer game, I'm watching YouTube, watching videos, funny videos, or or, or on Twitter, Instagram, or Snapchat, mm-hmm. talking to my friends. Sometimes watch Netflix when I'm like, when there's no soccer games on. Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Any good series you can recommend on, on Netflix you've been watching?
10: Uh, the Black Lace is really good. Okay. Yeah, that, that's a good one. And Criminal Minds, too, I've been watching. I know everybody knows
2: that. So um, yeah.
0: It's good to be reminded sometimes, <laughs> yeah. you know, so it's, yeah. <laughs> it's excellent. Yeah. Well, Patrick, thanks so much for stopping by.
10: Thanks for having me. All right, thank you.